0: Your number one station, your You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey.
1: My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we're scratching the itch to talk about good things. Not just some of them, but in fact, all of them.
2: All good things.
1: <laughs> A band called All Good Things. And this is a band that we're excited to speak with. We had a chance to sit and talk with Dan Murphy, the uh, lead vocalist and guitarist of the band. And uh, he was telling us all kinds of good stuff about their new album that should be coming out hopefully this year. It's not officially confirmed when yet. It'll be their debut album for Better Noise Records. And they just put out a re-release of their song for the glory. And this remix features Hollywood Undead. So we've been jamming that a lot, and they also announced a pretty huge tour. They're going to be support for POD on their Satellite twentieth anniversary tour that will be making the rounds this August and
2: September. We're definitely excited to have him on our show. Uh, it was an honor, and it's great to have you know an up and coming, rising stars like this band has become. It's not really the success overnight, but it kind of is in a sense, you know. <laughs> In its own
1: interesting way. And this band has a very unique story of how they came to be a band, which I won't spoil right now because you'll you'll hear that story in a second. But um, it is unlike anybody else that we have spoken with so far. And and really, that was one of the driving reasons why we were intrigued to talk with this band.
2: Yeah, because even if you don't know who All Good Things are, chances are you've probably heard their music somewhere or another. (laughs) Exactly. That's right. That was a a good teaser right there. Good hint. Very nice.
0: Yeah. During the interview, I wanted to kind of dive a little bit farther into that, but the conversation didn't really lend itself that way. And I didn't want to take up a whole bunch of time talking about before the band became a band officially, but uh, definitely heard some of the catalog doing prep (laughs) for the interview. And it was like, I totally know this song. I've heard this somewhere, and I look it up. Hey, this has been on multiple WWE 2K video games. All right, cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, I there was a little part of me that definitely wanted to ask about Johnny Mundo, yes. but it just, it just didn't come up naturally, and I didn't want to force it. There was too much other good stuff happening in that yeah, conversation. Yeah, I didn't so. want to
0: force it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But he was definitely kind enough to bless us with his presence for as long as we wanted is what he said. But uh, we only took like an hour. Well, an hour and 20 minutes, 20 minutes due to technical difficulties. Yet again, on my behalf, it's getting really <laughs> old, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Twice is two times too many. We're going to learn our lesson. I think we've got to figure it figured out for now. I can't stand Zoom. I hate it. I yeah. can't stand it. Maybe,
0: maybe if we finally buy that business Zoom, we'll we'll uh, we'll be able to get the technical difficulties out of the way.
2: I don't want to reward them with
1: money when <laughs> when,
2: for their poor performance lately.
1: I have to agree with yeah. that
2: because it's it's really weird. Like we we're sitting there in the room talking, all three of us having you know a conversation. All of a sudden, other people join, and then I can't talk my mic just shuts off like "Ah, only three people can talk in this room zoom decided that your microphone is nervous around musicians apparently it's like oh i I feel
1: shy i don't want to work right now
2: but (laughs) that's i definitely felt that and then you know i as shy as it is i get angry
1: (laughs) well fortunately you didn't have to take any of of your anger out on our guest or or on us really on anybody we got the problem resolved pretty quickly and all was well in the
2: itch world I switched over to our our old reliable zencaster thank you very much That's for being
0: right. good old reliable <laughs> <laughs> well we hope you guys enjoy our conversation with dan as much as we did uh talking with him so without further ado here's our interview with dan murphy of all good things I know
2: you've been making the rounds and there's probably parts of your story that you're already getting tired about talking about. So we figured we'd just summarize that for our listeners and hopefully dive into a fairly fresh topics for you. Cool. And so I'm sure you've heard this every time you talk with somebody, but you guys have had very unique unorthodox story. You start out as a studio project. you are all musicians who worked with a company called Extreme Music to create hard rock tunes, specifically to be licensed for soundtrack, trailers, video games, and library music. That music was very successful. For the Glory in particular had over 100 million streams across platforms. And somewhere along the lines, enough people said, hey, you guys should become a band and that and you and the rest of all good things decided that you'd agree. So just a few questions about that. First, aside from pure peer pressure, what kind of flipped the switch from you guys saying that we're not going to be a band? we we'll are never be in a band to, you know, I guess we're going to be a band now.
3: I mean, it was definitely Liz and I kind of one of us went on to Spotify. Uh, I think I was just like checking out Spotify and she was checking out YouTube. She found a ton of videos that other you know people had uploaded with their own graphics or you know animated music videos and game music videos that had a few hundred thousand views on some songs like Get Up and Fight, some of our older songs. You know, we went on Spotify and those same two songs that we've been calling the Twins. I think they had a million or something at that point. We were really, I mean, probably it was more than a million because I remember we were really surprised. We we're like, holy crap. Then all the messages started kind of coming in, but it was kind of a conversation with Andrew and Liz where I think over a couple of beers, we were just hanging out and, and like, dude, you guys want to play a show, man. You want to just do it. And, you know, <laughs> Andrew and Liz are really, you know, they've been really successful producers and songwriters in LA and they've done a ton of touring in the past. We've done touring in the past, but I think we never really thought about this project ever hitting the road and, and doing that. We just kind of had fun in the studio and uh, we were like kind of over a couple of beers like, dude, let's just book this show in the valley here in LA, play some covers, play like ACDC and like some other random stuff. Even some pop scenes, dude, honestly, with other like artists like Rebecca Black was there and stuff. It was really random. <laughs> um, but and even. Uh, oh, man. There's always like random celebrities was like a school here in the valley it was really awesome dude like um what's his butt from anchorman it was like pouring beer it, it was awesome anyways <laughs> 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 but it was fun Played some shows there and then i think andrew kind of got the bug and we were like you know what we should just you know book a show at the whiskey and see how that goes and then that was a blast and then ever since that our first show really the whiskey was our first show is all good things and Dude, that was like the funnest time ever. So since that, we've been trying to book book shows, but it's been more about writing this album and finishing the album than it has about, you know, getting out there and touring. Unfortunately, you know, we wanted to do a lot of touring last year, but we weren't able to. Understandable.
2: And so you originally put your music out under the name of Battle Rock, which is perfectly on-the-nose description for the music. So where did the name All Good Things come from?
3: Oh, man, I wish you had Liz and uh, Andrew to answer that question, because I did (laughs) not even know that was the name of the band in the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) They... They were like, hey, man, you want to come over and, and try to sing some hard rock crap with us and, uh, you know, just bash out. They, they really just, they didn't pitch it as much. It was more just like, you want to come in the studio and like yell your ass off and, and write some crazy rock shit with us. And it was actually, they didn't even know I was a rock singer at the time. When I did come in, they already had a couple songs with different singers like around LA. Yeah, they were like, later I found out after I recorded a couple of tunes, like, yeah, we're putting out this crap on like the internet, go all good things, whatever, like, and it was just like, what up? No one ever thought twice about it. I, yeah, so I don't. I never even knew it was called "All Good Things" in the beginning, but um, yeah. So I have no story about the name, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like for me, and it was funny because at the time I was in another band called Bad Things, which with Sean White, I just was kind of I I, I got a gig singing as the new singer, but we never actually put anything out that we uh, recorded, but. Played a few shows as bad things, and I was also pushing all good things in the background. So <laughs> <laughs> all good things and bad things—it's the same.
1: They have nothing to do with each other. I promise. <laughs> yeah, <that's right.
3: laughs> weird. A weird time.
1: <laughs> and so
2: we've also heard your story about turning from a musician who wrote specifically for a movie and video game licensing to full on being a band. But what was the path that even took you from that job creating for Extreme Music? Like, how did you get to making the video game music for Extreme Music? Um.
3: I mean, just getting into that whole like licensing library world was like honestly really weird for me in the beginning. Like it was super foreign. And, you know, I grew up in Montana and, you know, in the very beginning, I was doing cover songs, but then I'm on like middle school and high school. It was like doing originals and writing my own stuff and trying to book my own tours. And I was always doing the kind of DIY band thing. And then moved to LA. And, you know, in my head, I was always like, you know, write the most you know, you was there always every, every lyric was so personal. And like was a story that you've gone through or you're like, you know, experience and then doing the library thing just in the beginning, the way it was pitched, you know, it was like, Hey, if you want, you want to sing some pop stuff or whatever. And it was just like, I was kind of against it in the beginning, but, and also I wasn't really writing in the beginning because no one really believed I had the writing skill. I was kind of getting hired as a singer around LA to do a lot of random gigs. So, but it was a cool experience because I got to learn how other people worked and how they worked in their studios and how other people were shaping songs. And it ended up being like really the same way that I've always written songs. So the way I dove into that was just kind of letting go and like, kind of exercising a writing muscle and like using a different part of like i was just trying to write different styles of music i've never written before and it was really fun actually like and trying to sing in a bunch of different styles so i kind of like started doing everything but hard rock for the longest time and then all good things came around and i started singing the way i did back when i was like a little kid and now like maybe i mean i was definitely like not as good i was way pitchy i was a terrible singer when i was growing up i still (laughs) might not be the best singer but like back you know back in the day i was basically doing the same style of music so i've kind of gone through this whole full circle weird you know music path and it's it's awesome i'm so happy to be doing hard rock again because that's what i first grew up doing
2: do you think that's helped you become a better singer having to sing all those different genres along the way dude like a hundred yeah a hundred percent
3: like and also i'm always like i'm here in my studio
2: and i pretty
3: much record pretty much everything i've recorded ever is just here in my studio i do all the vocal editing myself except for all good things (laughs) all good things is actually recorded over at andrew and liz's studio and liz does vocal production and editing so she's kind of behind the glass and kind of telling me what she wants to hear which is really kind of nice because usually i'm here alone in the studio like really indecisive and wondering if this lyrics right or if i sang this word right and it's crazy when i'm in the studio with liz she's great she'll tell me how to like you know shape my mouth and like what emotions I'm feeling, you know, it's just like these instructions that I'm usually not really thinking about if I'm singing a word and I'm like spacing it out too much or I'm like falling too much on, on a melody stuff I don't really think about and I just record here and edit it and like, like, oh, damn, that's a really good idea. And so I think when we have each other to bounce this stuff off of and that, that's lyrics too. like there's we go back and forth with lyrics endlessly, like we'll think we're done and then I'll be in the studio singing a song and and we'll be like oh dude that's not right we got to swap these words around or whatever and like it's nice just to have that communication back and forth where we trust each other and can kind of like you know when we're both happy with a song in the end we're like oh dude we finally did it and the song's the best it can be so
0: it's good to have her. yeah you can tell that you guys have a lot of creative freedom as a band and it, it you have the space to go many different ways yeah it's it's nice we've always had that which is kind of cool because
3: we've self-produced everything you know andrew's an insane producer and, and liz too but yeah we've just never really had instruction it's just been do whatever you want <laughs> write whatever you want and we've just been so lucky to have that because i know a lot of times it's you get forced into a thing you know and obviously with further glory being as massive as it was for us you know not really uh ever seeing that happen and you know like obviously we're going to try to Write another for the glory, but it's funny. It's just like you hate that pressure of like, oh, you got to do it again. You know, it's like I'm, I'm, we're not trying to think about that. We're just trying to write like in the beginning, like just songs that came to us. They don't have to sound the same. They're just I don't know. This whole process has been so funny because in the beginning, we just didn't think twice about anything we put out. And now that we've got this big album coming out, it's just we've really kind of buckled down and try to focus on how to make the song, you know, as big as it can be and really kind of appeal to the original fans.
2: So do you think the writing process has changed now that you have coined yourself a band, All Good Things? Or do you think that you're just putting more pressure on yourselves now because of the success of of past songs? Um, I
3: mean, uh, there's not really a ton of pressure because it's like, we just had so much fun writing all the time and the songs were coming. We just, the pressure was kind of like narrowing down the songs into an album. We had like so many that we like, and there's still so many demos that we never finished. And like actually finished demos, that didn't make the album. I mean, originally... We, had, we thought we were going to put out Machines Deluxe with like four extra songs. So we had those like done and like ready to go. And then I don't think any of those, maybe one of them is, no, two of them are making the album, I guess. But, you know, there's always these songs you love and then they never make the cut. But I think that'll be a good question for the next record when we get off this tour and, um, and go back into the studio. Um, we're actually planning on bringing a recording rig. So we'll see if we can get some demoing done while we're out on the road with POD. So
0: it'll be fun. Can't wait. Nice yeah speaking of that with you guys signing with uh better noise is that the kind of perfect label for you guys to join up with because yeah man it really is dude it's like
3: when you're searching for who'd be the perfect fit for the band yeah definitely uh better noise was the cream of the crop we flew out to new york and, and met up with the team and they were all super cool we met um you know alan and a couple people out here in la for a meeting and like they seemed to have the same kind of vision of where we were going and what we could be and um how to be kind of like our own you know unique slice of the the better noise roster that doesn't necessarily sound exactly like everything else and i think they've done a killer job of doing that finding a uh, you know awesome unique sounding artists that uh, don't necessarily sound all the same and really they've just been signing more and more cool bands yeah. they just signed asking alexandria which is an awesome band And
0: you know stoked to see the,
3: the roster growing. and also
0: a lot of great indie bands it's, like, it's pretty cool yeah, It's funny you mentioned that because we were talking about the roster and there was one name that kind of stuck out like a sore thumb and it's uh, Nelly Furtado. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. There's a future
3: collab for you. Guys. I was going to say, have you not heard about our next single? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> remaking like a bird. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's coming out soon.
0: Yes. Um we no, just... yeah, I
3: think that there was a management thing or something. I think um someone at the label worked with her. Um but uh yeah, the the is <laughs> insane, dude. I mean, you've seen Motley Crude and Five Finger and you know, yeah, a lot of crazy bands up there. It's it's an honor to be a part of it. Nice.
1: And then them having a film division opening up, which we're like, Yeah, when we saw like you guys and heard your story and then saw that label, we're like, Well, okay, that's just that fits like a glove right there. Like, hey, yeah. we got a film division, we like to incorporate our music into it. You're like we're used to writing for films. We're clearly the guys that you want. But yeah, like- <laughs>
3: it's awesome, and we're really happy that they chose for the glory to be in the film, and um, really happy their website goes in alphabetical order. So all good. <laughs> 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 That's also very cool. Um, thanks for that, Better Noise. But um, yeah, no, it, it's it's awesome, man. That film's exciting. They actually were nice enough to fly uh, Miles and I out to Vegas to be a part of it, and. Cast us as a couple of uh, gas station clerks, which was a lot of fun. It's something uh, out of our <laughs> comfort zone. But uh, we had a blast and it was actually, you know, once we were doing it and it was just really fun. Man, It was a blast. Can't wait to see it. It's going to be, uh, be awesome just to see all these artists, you know, acting and, like seeing right playing his part. And uh, yeah, I can't wait.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We, we had talked to from Ashes to New about that and, and they because their part in the film was they're actually a band. They're, they're playing their own song. Oh, and I, I, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like they're still, still a little bit under wraps. I mean, I don't know, you know. It's not, I don't know if you've seen whatever the final cut is yet or not. No, not at they all. hadn't at the point that we talked to them, and so I don't there's think still I, some mystery there.
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot of mystery, dude. Like, yeah, I actually flew out there in August to be in a different scene, and then it kind of we had to cancel because of COVID. So I think they reshot it with different characters or something. I don't know how yeah. they did it, but we in my <laughs> head, we're not a part of the film. It's fine, whatever. But uh. Also, our, our song was tied to it too. So I was like, oh, I wish it yeah. was in the film. Yeah. I, want to yeah. hope I, in the, I want to be in the film. And then we're like, "Call!" <laughs> and they were like, dude, you guys want to fly out and be gas station clerks? So we were pumped. We secretly really wanted to be in it. So we're happy. <laughs> <be it. laughs> nice. Was that your first time doing any kind of acting? Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even call it acting either. <laughs> I don't know. I've always been playing myself as a gas station clerk. It was fun. Yeah, it was good. Man. The funnest part was just kind of like being in the studios, and yeah, it was funny, man. We got yeah, we were set up in a funny studio, which we found out there was paperwork that was left out. It was like a porn shoot the day before, and <laughs> we started finding evidence everywhere, which made it oh, really, oh, really uncomfortable, but like hilarious. Oh
1: my! So it was
2: it was a fun trip. We had a good time. Are you able to confirm whether or not your clerk survived? <laughs> yeah, uh, we have no idea whatever happened. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that clerk might have died of his own like alcohol intake or something. I, oh. I was kind of playing right. a squeezy drunken, just kind of the, your worst employee ever, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which was maybe, yeah. might be me as an actual gas station clerk, you never know.
1: <laughs> yeah. we're, we're looking forward to the retaliators like you are, and, and we're expecting a lot of musicians that we like and probably a pretty high body count. So yeah. <laughs> based on based on what little we've understood of the film. So for far, for real, man, and, and, so.
3: <laughs> what's funny about that is like, you know, putting for the glory. And in that film, we were like, how the hell is this going to work to be totally honest? <laughs> so like, it's an uplifting, powerful song it gets you through some really tough situation. So I can imagine the only situation is getting someone through in that film is a dude running from like <laughs> a few subhumans trying to like rip his head off or something like that, because it definitely seems like it's going to be a gory one to watch. So I'm excited. Man. I'm just excited to see how it all uh, comes together. I hadn't really
1: thought about that. You guys have had songs licensed to so many different things, but the general vibe of most of what you put out is this more like anthem, like encouraging, like, yeah. um, making yeah. it through a tough times thing it didn't right. occur to me it's still totally a slasher film whatever <laughs> might be a
3: weird place for that to be <laughs> yeah i think you know, ice nine kills is on the uh on the soundtrack and that's very fitting you know where are supposed to be on there and maybe it's like a really uplifting moment but it is kind of funny because it might be our first like horror placement or something there's a lot of like all reality shows that i <laughs> use like i've seen heard our stuff in like you know, some jail shows or um, <laughs> like a lot of like there's some darker stuff that uses like our older catalog, like some of our Never Surrender, I Surrender and stuff like that. But um yeah, For the Glory is one of our most uplifting songs.
2: <laughs> it was also picked up by the NHL to use during the playoffs, correct?
3: Yeah, man, it's they're still using it. Like, it's so cool just to watch. Like, I'm such a hockey fan, so I watch almost every playoff game and being able to hear my song in there like once or twice like every other game is just <laughs> unreal man it's just such a cool feeling it really is
2: we're huge blues fans at the itch um, nice man Gloria we'll cover Gloria when yeah. there <laughs> we go. Be, please do that would be you would forever
3: be loved in St Louis are, yeah are you, you guys to just make your mark are you guys as blues fans are you tired of that or will that be the anthem
2: forever? For, for St. Louis. it was retired after 2019 which is probably why we haven't won a playoff game since. Then. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but nonetheless if
1: you came to st louis and played it you would that would you yeah. would endear yourself very
3: much <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah would you be would be awesome. heroes quickly i loved hearing <laughs> that, like endlessly uh, during that cup run that was so cool yeah who, who would
2: you say your team is
3: uh, you know, I grew up when I was, a, I grew up in Montana, so I never had a, a team. So um, I had an aunt and uncle who lived in New York and I got to go visit them in the city every once in a while. And I got to like, I never got to see a game there, but I got to do like one of the cool like behind the scenes tours of Madison Square Garden and like, you know, nice. play bubble hockey for the first time and see how students <laughs> were built. And like, it was so cool, man. So I grew up a Ranger fan just because uh, I had family out there. Yeah. But then i think like every other kid you know i was a gretzky fan so I just following him around and um i actually got to go see him play in calgary on the kings and on the rangers when i was a little kid because calgary is the closest city to me with the team it was like maybe 10 yeah. hours away from me um so we drove up there to see them a couple times and saw gretzky play and then you know when he went to the kings and i moved to, El- you know obviously that was a long Time difference, but just moved to LA. I was like, oh, dude, this is, feels like being a kid again. And I fell in love with the Kings, like watching Gretzky get traded there, and and then you know being in the city and being able to go to games like every week. It was like, oh hell yeah, this is so cool. So, I've kind of adopted them when I moved here like 10 12 years ago, and um but really, I'm just a huge hockey fan, man. I, it's not like I just watch the Kings. I watch like too much hockey, really. Me and Tim and I, <laughs> our drummer, we're both like watching almost every game it's ridiculous like, <laughs> nice. it's crazy when the, the season ends i'm gonna have so much off time it'll be awesome
2: <laughs> <laughs> well good thing you're going on tour at that time right i yeah. know I,
3: I can't wait man it's gonna be sick but we're gonna have some tvs on the bus that's for sure that there makes
2: you go. Sense.
1: <laughs> would you say that that nhl placement is is your favorite placement so can far of any
3: music 100 percent. i feel like maybe i've peaked as like an artist and a human I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> personally, like, can i really top that dude like i don't know like you know from a little kid's standpoint if you're like telling me when i'm 12 or whatever like when i'm playing street hockey or something like dude your song's gonna be in the playoffs like in 2021 <laughs> like i don't know and it's like almost every game and like they've done these montages of all these epic old cup runs and all these old uh, teams like yeah. cup up and um Yeah, dude. I've been like trying to save everyone that I can grab on my phone just so like I can go back through and just if I'm ever on a down day, I can be like, oh, at least I had this one
0: time. Yes, (laughs) yes. (laughs) Nice, nice. Well, speaking of For the Glory, what's your thoughts on Hollywood Undead joining the uh, remake of the track? Because, I mean, it was already successful as it was, but having Hollywood Undead join up with you guys, I'm sure was a thrill
3: yeah um we were super excited man we wanted to collab with them but we weren't exactly sure like we didn't really think it'd be a collab on an older song you know so but we were so excited that you know the team at better noise had this kind of vision of what it could be and could connect us with hollywood undead and we were able to kind of you know send them the song and johnny three tears and charlie got back and we're super pumped on it and um they're like dude hell yeah we want to be on this and we want to rewrite the the bridge and um yeah dude it was just the easiest collab ever we just (laughs) <laughs> basically sent them the track and they recorded at their home studio and same was kind of we wrote where we were like you get the song you get the vibe man and you guys know exactly how to write so uh you, do you and bring your energy to it which you know they've got this cool awesome unique vibe that i don't really think any other band has and i was just like dude you guys do you and and it brought this awesome life to the song we're super stoked yeah it fit perfectly thanks man yeah people are uh People are stoked and like to be honest like a lot of the library stuff we do is like always been library stuff you know whatever i keep calling it that but um the things <laughs> yeah. that we've written as all good things in the past has been you know, just trying to make each section kind of stand out and be different. And that's why we kind of did throw kind of rap rock sections into some of the the older songs and maybe not so much on the new stuff. I've never really considered myself like a a rapper. You know, I've like I I like to write it and I like to scream and stuff like that. And it's funny when like these parts come together, like the For the Glory original rap bridge that I wrote, like it was one of those things. I'm like, let me just step out for like a second. I stepped out for 20 minutes and just like had this idea like let's throw this rap in and then like i threw it at liz and andrew They're like dude yes lay that shit down it's so dope (laughs) and so i would be in the song and i just i never thought that that'd be like our biggest song with this crazy screaming rap section in the bridge and i mean i actually love doing it live every night it's a blast man i'd rather if i'm gonna rap i'd rather like scream it because i don't feel like maybe i don't know if i've got the flow to just like (laughs) rap a whole song you know but uh, yeah i'm glad people are digging what what came out because it was uh yeah Yeah, it was very unintentional almost. It was just like that song came so easily. It was like the craziest writing process for that song. We wrote in an afternoon in like three hours and it was pretty much done. And it's crazy. And look where we are now from Further gore. So, yeah, hopefully we'll get more of those songs sent down from the uh, music gods in the future.
2: There you go. I'll admit that kinda of is what got me paying attention to your band because I'm a huge Hollywood on Dead fan. I've been fans of them since they initially came out. And it's very rare to see Charlie seen co op with any other artist. I can I think you can probably name the ones on a hand of how many times he's done that. So it did help like kind of put you on my radar, so to speak.
3: Awesome, awesome man.
2: Yeah. So the other thing I wanted to ask kind of along that lines was I don't know if you saw this, but like J3T also put this out on a press release saying that, you know, it was an honor working with one of the best bands out there making music right now. So what does that feel like when artists that I'm sure you've probably been a fan of for so long is is now turning around complimenting you?
3: Yeah, I'll be honest. I read that and was a little like shocked. <laughs> I was like, really? Dude?
2: Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like high really?
3: praise. But yeah. he's Like he's the nicest guy ever, man. I haven't even met him in person yet. I've just kind of zoomed like this, you know, uh, with you guys. And, uh, just, it seems like the most awesome dude, you know, I just want to like play a show with those guys or go hang with them, you know, or just chill with Johnny three tears. He's the most genuinely like nice dude. He's so easy to talk to. So yeah, I'm just stoked. He, uh, he's giving us props, man. It's really unreal. Like it's crazy. It's really cool to be. You know, we've always been in bands and tried to tour. And obviously this has been the end goal forever. And we took this side kind of library approach to get to where we are, you know, just to be on some charts and flyers now and tour posters with some of these artists that I grew up listening to. It's just like the coolest thing in the world. It is pretty awesome.
2: And so we also know that you got a new album coming out later this year. Your are first with Better Noise. Assuming you can't tell us more about the album title and release date. All we know right now is that the theme of the album is kind of surviving the apocalypse. Can you at least clarify one thing like will there be gas masks involved?
3: <laughs> Dude, we teamed up with the coolest artist for this album for the cover. Yes. Not as in your face, but yes.
2: <laughs> <Awesome>. All right. <laughs> but uh
3: it's funny how many bands have started doing that too. We kind of thought we were onto something unique when we first started putting the gas mask <laughs> out. but I feel like everyone in the world is doing these gas masks now so we're like crap. We gotta no, but we can't <laughs> run away from it because it really is like theme of the band. And like what we've kind of done is try to create the cityscape and like different parts of the city for each single. We actually have like artwork made That's for great. like nine of the songs, I think. We're trying to do thirteen songs in the album. I don't know if we'll do art for every single song, but the kind of the idea is like picking a part of the city that we've built with this really cool artist named Vitali. And for each song kind of created its own, you know, unique moment or event or part of the town, and you can kind of see the other part of the town in the background and um yeah, it's really cool, dude. There's so much detail. This artist. If you've seen the Kingdom cover, Kingdom's a song like, like the first single we put out. That's gonna be on the next album. and You can zoom in on that artwork forever. And that guy just went to town. Like he, there's so many details in there. It's just crazy. And then I even went in. I was like, hell, I'm gonna go in and zoom in. I like put Murph on there and like added the <laughs> <It was> just <laughs> a couple of Easter eggs in there. Just because nice. so we've had fun playing with it. And um, just got the uh, artwork back. Actually, like the booklet artwork. And uh, he kind of sewed a lot of the different images together. And it's just, it's awesome, dude. We actually want to come out with like a, I don't know how we're going to do it. If we just want to do posters or like a book or like a hardback book or like bigger prints. But some of these some of the art this guy's come up with is just so epic, man. I like, I want to blow it up. You can, and they're so, the files are so big. I could print on a billboard. It's just like, after this, I'm going to be going to design merch all day. Cause uh, we got to design a bunch of merch and I'm pretty much going to go nerd out on these guys' images and just zoom in and try to find cool bits and pieces to kind of turn into t-shirts for design ideas. Cause he's just such a cool creative dude. Like, I think there's a lot I can work with. Nice. That's
1: awesome. I'm envisioning like you guys being the kind of thing where you have this post-apocalyptic panoramic landscape, like each panel is like a song or something like that. There's so much creativity you can add to it from that angle, too.
3: Yeah, exactly, man. And then even in the future, just kind of like building off of that, too, with with artwork in the future. And um, yeah, man, just really cool scenes that we've created. And uh, we've got artwork done for our next, well, at least next couple singles. And, you know, really excited about that, too. It's it's all going to be awesome. So
1: Kingdom, and then is the, can you confirm, is the Hollywood Undead version of For the Glory on the album as well? Okay. Yeah,
3: yeah, it is. Sometimes yeah. you see
1: people that come out these days and and these kind of earlier singles are part of an album. But sometimes it's more just like an introduction or a teaser to, to like kind of take up time yeah. in between, you know what I mean? So you never quite know.
3: The way I look at it is this is our first release, you know, like is all good things on better noise. Everything else before this was... You know, Machines was an album. I guess you know it, it's kind of like it feels like this is the first record of the band. You know, everything else is a cool back catalog to have, but it's just kind of we wanted to bring over the biggest song, kind of redo it, and uh, it's also there's one other song on the old, old record that's going to be on the new one, too just a heads up. So,
1: would you <laughs> would you call Machines more of like a a compilation or maybe like a, like a best of or of the things that you guys had done as far as that like that library music you called it goes? Or
3: you no, know, Machines was the point where we were like crap, like we're transitioning away from being a library band and we're not going to put out it under battle rock anymore. We're going to yeah. put out our band name, like enough people know our band name now where we can put out a release and maybe people will find it now. Okay, but that was always the idea like, dude, let's, let's do an album, but I don't want to do like, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Let's just do nine and like whatever, put it out. Then with a the new, this real, this album, it's like, dude, we had like, you know, 20, 30 songs that we were like stoked on and narrowing that down to 13 and then you're adding on two of the old ones it was really hard to like fit what we wanted on this one you know but yeah yeah just really excited man it's a really cool collection of uh of music can't oh, wait sure. to bring it up
1: are you able then to confirm if there are any other guest appearances besides hollywood undead
3: yeah uh we, we got Hire the hero on a track that's a win right there yeah nice oh, yeah nice. it's gonna be sick too it's probably like maybe maybe the most epic song on the record too like it's such a i don't know the intro is just this anthem it's so sick dude it's the biggest intro ever it's like Mm. uh something every boxer should walk (laughs) into the ring to. it's one of the the kind of thing
1: hiro's (laughs) been killing it lately so you guys kind of like converging right there that's like win-win
3: we saw him actually that wasn't even like the label that put that together we 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 saw him here in la and uh like loved him We're like dude like we ever need someone to rap and bring some energy to something like we gotta get this guy on it and then You know just following him on social media and then i think maybe he saw i think he followed us back after we got signed or we kind of went back and forth a couple times we just said hey man you want to come over to the studio and try to lay down something on the song and we kind of thought he'd come in and you know just feel it out and write something to it but when he came in he had the whole thing written and like finished he's like yeah i'll just do it right now dude i'll go in and he went in and like the first take we're like all right dude you're done like not really He he probably did like three takes and then we're like, well, yeah, now we have the lead, so that's easy. And then just do whatever you want over the end. They started doing this like, never will I ever make excuse, and he's this like thing in the ad. Holy awesome. shit, dude, what is this? <laughs> and like, and like, keep doing that, keep doing that. And then the, the end is just like this intense, crazy. It's just chaos. It's awesome. It was really crazy because that it was the hardest song on the record to write too, because it's actually the only song we had to we had a co-writer on too. Uh, we, had, we had two, I guess, but this guy KJ came in and we rewrote the chorus like five times and ed- ended up changing the key in the end. And we're like, oh, that was it. We needed that so bad. So, you know, there's a little key change in the in the chorus. The intro was like so big, it was hard to like, like, damn, like, where do you go from there? Like, when, you're, when your <laughs> intro is so big, like how, you know, it was just a really a complicated song to write. But in the end, I'm stuck, man. The, and Hyro adding it all to the end, it's just like just <laughs> chaos. I'm excited for people to hear it.
2: so do you think when you guys go back on tour, like I I believe that you guys just announced a tour with uh, POD and fellow label mate from Ashes to New, do you think that you'll be doing a lot of the new music that's coming up on this album or, or kind of a a bunch of the library stuff from? Yeah. I
3: mean, I think we want to, to be honest, we've got a short set. So just to keep ourselves entertained and happy, I think we're going to switch the setup like every night. Like we want to just kind of play new stuff all the time. Okay. I mean, awesome. there's, the thing, we're all just gonna fight dude, over the set <laughs> it's like, you know, <laughs> songs in the set and like all of us have our favorites you want to play the bigger songs but to be totally honest if i could pick and choose i'd be like i'd drop for the glory every night and just play the other stuff because i like a lot of our other songs like as much as i love for the glory it's like man i want you to hear the new new you know i'd rather just play six new songs no one's ever heard which is kind of you know whatever i want to hear It'll be interesting. I don't know if people know who we are. I don't know if people are gonna sing these songs back. We've never toured, we've never like we've only played a few shows with this band. So it's just gonna be crazy to see if anyone knows any of the words. And, you know, if they don't, maybe we'll just only play the new record. Or if they do, we'll only play the old stuff. I'm just excited to feel it out and see how people, you know, take it in. It's gonna be awesome.
2: Yeah, it's just nice to bask in the excitement of having live concerts again. That's for sure. I seriously
3: like been us waiting around like endlessly for us to get shows it was always so hard for us as a, as a you know studio project to get booked onto these tours and stuff like that and um we finally started getting dates booked like a year ago and we were so excited and like our album was kind of penciled in and everything looked like it was falling into place and then corona hit and we were like ah oh, you know everything for everyone obviously it had to be rescheduled and pushed back but we were like geared up to release the album a year ago and everything and uh you know, I'm I'm glad we didn't put it out then. I think the songs would have helped a lot of people through the crazy year that it was. There's definitely a lot of songs that I think were perfect, like lyrically for for what we went through. But um I'm glad we waited the the, the full year and we can like get out there and push it with an awesome band like POD and From Ashes. It'll be a uh, such a cool tour, man. Such a good first tour for the band. We're pretty oh, grateful man. to be on this uh, lineup.
1: I was just thinking as you were talking about, you know, like the kind of the set list arrangement, I'm like, most bands kind of, your typical thing is like, oh, we're going to play like our biggest, like highest energy stuff. Most like anthem like stuff, usually at the starting, the finish. You want, you want a good intro and a good outro. And I'm like, all good things. That's pretty much the entirety (laughs) of your music is in that vein. So I'm like, you may have a short set, but I'm like, that's going to be like pure energy happening right there. Like you want a band to get you riled up for the show.
3: Like, I'm just That's... Like, I wanna... <laughs> like all of our songs are like you know format. We have a lot of songs that are long too, and like you know, ah. trying to fit in six is even hard in, in a short set. So I want to like somehow seam them all together, but There's some rearrangements in there. So yeah. Many, yeah there's there's so many songs on the new record we want to play, but I also love playing Get Up and Fight and the old ones. Like we want to play stuff that'll fit on the tour too. Like I Am the Enemy is like a great kind of more leaning towards the rap rock side of things, but I'd love to bust that out. I'd love to do like break through this wall has kind of a cool bridge section. I think there's a lot of like elements of the, the older all good things that it would like really work with. You know the fans of POD and From Ashes, you know hopefully they'll love the new stuff too, man. It's just uh, it's going to be all an experiment for us and just uh we've only done a couple gigs as this band, so we you know it's crazy. It'll be so awesome to just see how fans react.
2: Yeah, I know. you guys have been rolling out with a bunch of big festival announcements yeah. aftershock. Welcome to Rockville, Rocklahoma even the varagos cruise next year are there any particular artists that you're particularly hyped about uh seeing or sharing the, the stages with
3: oh man i mean every one of those those flyers i could go off and they're all like i mean <laughs> just, there's so many good bands on all those flyers and like we just got added. of um i don't know if it's 100 confirmed but i'm pretty sure we're playing blue ridge um at rock festival in danville virginia too and like you just look at that their sight and you're like holy crap dude it's like every awesome rock band out there right now and um like that vargo's crazy said like rob zombie man like that's gonna be so sick I, I love i love zombie like you know and i don't even have to play on the island i think it's only him so i just get to hang out and like party and watch rob zombie it sounds like the coolest time ever <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun dude and obviously like aftershock Metallica's playing on that sunday when we we're playing in sacramento and i mean dude just being able to see metallica i've never seen him live before so like uh yeah just i'm i'm almost half more excited just to like get the set done and watch a lot of live music dude like i haven't seen shows in so many years it's going to be just so exciting to pull up i mean see Pod every night it'll be awesome but then to pull up to these festivals that are like kind of in between all these dates on the tour and see all these other kick-ass rock bands I just, it's going to be a blast man I can't wait
1: that's that's a, a good segue, I guess, into what we kind of usually use as sort of our our last segment. We call them rapid fire questions, but really they they tend to mostly be bands talking about other bands, because one thing that that we really enjoy is hearing from musicians, like who their influences are, who they you know, who they love, because yeah, it's dude. just such a big circle of wow. everybody in, in influence and influence and in fandom and whatnot. And so I guess we'll start off with this one. Who are you listening to lately?
3: Ooh. Dang. I could just look at my most recent added. Okay. <laughs> most recent added. We actually, the band just sent me uh 12 foot ninja, right? Yeah.
1: We actually just added them to our, uh, our new music playlist last week.
3: So, rad! I mean, they're, they're Australian and a couple of our bandmates are Aussies and they discovered them. We've just been like jamming them all the time, which is hilarious. Um, they're, they're so good. They're awesome, man. Um, dude. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, I have such music ADD. Like I, uh, I'm all over the place. I haven't found like a brand new record I've listened to start to finish and probably other than that. Well, actually, dude, I've been, I've been listening to Sabaton a lot lately too. And that was a band the fans turned me on to. I don't know. They're just such, such an epic band. Like they're crazy and they're playing one of the festivals we're doing. I had never heard of them until we did a couple of these live streams over quarantine and we're asking for cover suggestions and everyone started firing back Sabaton like over and over and over. So it was one of those bands that the fans kind of turned me on to and they're sick, dude. That'd be another cool collab in the future.
1: There you go, nice. we're we're all for encouraging collaborations. That's, <laughs> yeah.
3: We have another them, yeah. we have another one in the works too. I just can't uh, tell you too much about it, but we're kind of <laughs> trying to iron that all out too. That's awesome. all right.
1: We'll we'll take what information we can get. We like to <laughs> we just like to hear good news. So, <laughs> how about uh, a song or an album that changed your life?
3: Song or an album that changed my life. Um, I mean, the song the album I listened to the most as a kid was probably Back in Black by ac it was like, I, my uncle was obsessed with it. Like it was like the return of ACDC and like, yeah. he was like this, yeah. the greatest return of like of any band. This is like, the, you know, so he was just keeping it up. Not far off. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that was uh such a huge album for me. Like as a kid, like I love that album. Makes sense.
1: How about a, a song that you're particularly proud to have written? We could probably make some guesses based on the, how this conversation has gone, but we'll still throw it out yeah. there for
3: you. Um, I don't know but there's a lot of new songs that um i mean there's there's just so many no not so i'm proud of our, our whole catalog dude honestly I'm that's proud, good, that's I'm proud. good. I'm proud of, yeah all of it but there was a there's maybe like one or two early library songs that i just don't like love or whatever but I, i'm pretty stoked at what we've uh what we've come up with uh there's not one song that i'm like oh dude for the glory, because it's so popular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. That, I love you song for a different reason for they have a different feel. And maybe each day of the week, I'd pick a different one. But yeah, sorry for the bad answer there, man.
0: No, no that's, that's, good. that's <laughs> good, that's good. That's, a, that's an acceptable answer. You yeah, know? it's totally no It's.
1: Mind. I think it's good to be proud of, of your own work. <laughs> and so.
3: <laughs> also, like, it's not just to say all good things, but it's kind of cool to see I've got a side project and just some of the other songs you write for, for the library. Like, even if it's not all good things, I've heard songs like in, in a movie before. I've had a, a few other songs just get licensed like crazy. And when you hear that on a TV show, I think that's kind of like the most, I guess, proud moment when you're yeah. watching TV at random. Like it might be just a like a weird reality show in the background. <laughs> you don't even know it's playing, but then you hear your song. and It takes you like 20 seconds to be like, "Why do I know this beat? Like what is yeah. that? And then, kind of like, yeah. Oh, dude, that, it's my song on Queer Eye. This is badass. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: You
1: know? that's such a unique position you guys are in that you. I don't know if you are, you know, informed every time that, no. you know, something is no. So, so you guys can actually just never. be living your daily life never. and at any point be surprised by your own music. Yeah. <laughs> just showing <laughs> up.
3: <laughs> yeah. Even on the radio, like I've heard, I heard like a living space is with like a song. Like, oh, what? Just driving in my car. Like you never know, man, I can catch you by surprise. And then that's, that's awesome. Kind of <laughs> the funnest thing about it. Yeah. It's just, it's so fun. Like it's such a cool feeling to hear. It's like, Kind of more exciting than radio sometimes because you don't know what song is going to be or where it's going to be, what show. And yeah, I had a song, <laughs> so funny, dude. I heard my one of these songs I've written was in a movie over the summer and it actually like was like number one on Netflix for, for a minute. It was called 365 Days. And I sent it, I, I found out, so I told my mom, I'm like, Mom, I got this song in a movie, like, you got to check it out. <laughs> and I hadn't watched it, I didn't know what it was about. And my oh, song was during this fucking gnarly sex scene, dude. Like, <laughs> like, like Naked in a skyscraper. They're like going to town for like three minutes. <laughs> and she's like, I don't even remember what she texted me, but I had no idea what the movie was about. And I felt so bad that I made her watch that, <laughs> <laughs> I did, that movie. Yeah. It was a great movie, but I was like, Damn, I wouldn't share that with my mom if I know. <laughs> sorry, sorry mom. I'll do quality control next time before I so before I tell is, you. So this is what you're doing with music in LA. All right. <laughs> that's what you All right. Let's see what you're up to. All right, mom. <laughs> sorry. sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, All right. Um <laughs> How about um a, a song that you wish you had written? Just a, just a favorite you're like, I oh, mean, I wish that was my catalog. <laughs>
3: yeah. Man, there's so many great songs out there. I wish they're um,
1: These are kind of a top of mind thing, I guess, really. Uh, there's a lot the of like,
3: Bring Me the Horizon songs that are awesome, you know, like that have come out. And uh, he's cool with like his choruses where, like, you know, singing a chorus like Parasite Eve is a word and, and stuff. It's stuff I would never throw in a chorus or never think about. It's just like, I don't know. When I hear a hook that's like, <laughs> damn, you went with that? Like, I would have never gone with that. It's like, it's cool to just hear something that surprises you. And um, also something that, I'm really bad at is writing songs and hooks with like a little amount of lyrics or like choruses. So like if I could write a simple, simple chorus, like uh I'm trying to think of a good example tonight, <laughs> tonight, no, uh I don't know, man. but like yeah, we'll just say, bring me, we'll just say, bring me like, that's any, fair. Yeah, that's fair. Say Eve. That's a great jam. All right. And okay. it's funny because I didn't like it at first, but now it's always in my head. It's that song. Like I wake up and it's like always in my head, It's just kind of annoying, but, <laughs> It's your, your
1: body's natural alarm clock song like every day i wake up with like
3: a different a different song in my head it's really weird like i don't know i feel it usually a lot better than
1: when the song's going through your head all night and you can't sleep and you're like i love this song but now not so much anymore so i heard the trick
3: is you got to listen to it and then it's gone yep let's right i don't know here. if that's true is that you guys heard that too
1: my no, experience has been that it mostly works that way yeah all like right. your mind's like i don't know if it's like a subconscious thing like your mind's trying to. To work it out or whatever, but usually that does make it go away.
3: <laughs> I'm gonna keep going with that theory then, I guess. Yeah, roll with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got another one here. How about the best live band you've ever seen or first great live band that comes to mind?
3: Ooh. First great live band. I live in Montana, so I didn't get to see a lot of like, the mm. bands I wanted to see. A lot of the cool tours never really came through, but I was lucky enough to. Man, there's so many, dude. I mean, Aerosmith I got to see when I was a little kid in, in Denver. That was an epic show. That was the biggest show I'd ever seen. Um, I'm, it's like I love Seven Dust when I was younger. I still do. They're fucking awesome. I love Seven Dust. And I got to go over. I saw them in Missoula, Montana um, at the Wilma, I think. And uh, I was like front row with my drummer at the time and my, my whole band at the time. We were so pumped to see Seven Dust, dude. And... <laughs> It was the craziest show that, like, I don't know. I think people started spraying like Fago everywhere on the crowd, so there's soda everywhere. It wasn't like ice cream played, but some there was like soda. But I remember someone like threw something or tried to climb the light rig, and the (laughs) light rig came came crashing down, and they paused the whole show, and then they got back, and we were in the front row touching this like metal grate, and no one didn't realize it security but somehow that metal grate had like pinched a power cable or something and it was the entire front row and it was like a pit behind us so every time you get pushed into the front row you like grab the grate and you get shocked like electrocuted <laughs> and like my, my eyes are watering and this is all going like happening and then the fucking like light rig comes crashing down and then they're like dude they've paused the show but I remember like being in that being like damn this is a rock show holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that was, a, that was a crazy one. I always remember that show and we're playing a few shows of seven dust coming up, man. That's another one of those bands on these festivals that I like, you know, uh, haven't seen live since I was younger and so sick. They're still doing it and putting out awesome songs, man. Another cool, cool show, like I get another one, sorry to keep going on that question, but in Montana, like uh warp tour actually used to go through Montana. It went to Bozeman for like a, not very long, but, um, when I was still in high school, you know, going there and seeing the used, like, and I saw a bench sevenfold play to like six people. I bought a shirt from like Matt shadows, like, cause there was <laughs> no one. Even them. They like just put out sounding the seventh trumpet. And like I, in Montana apparently didn't catch on to too much, but I remember like, it's not being like <laughs> there with five or six people being, I love this band. This is so sick. And I mean, you know, watching thrice and AFI playing in, in Montana was like, you know, the coolest thing ever. So um, that was like my favorite experience ever. And then, and then warped for stopped going to Montana and they only went to Idaho. And, In Salt Lake, so that was like my, you know, childhood growing up and going, driving road trips to go to Warped Tour every year, (laughs) go to any concert. Most of the good concerts I went to, I had to drive to like Salt Lake or Spokane or Seattle or something to go (laughs) to, or Boise too, actually.
2: Was yeah. work tour always on the hottest day of the year for you as well? Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> that's all I remember every time I went to work tour, it was just dying yeah. of heat. Yeah, it's
3: <laughs> so that's why when I moved to Cali and I started going to that Ventura one, you're kind of by the ocean there. You're like, oh, yes, finally. This is awesome. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you a, a I guess
1: you call it, I don't know if you call it a joke or not, but a Montana story. This is my entire frame of reference for the state of Montana because I've never been, I don't actually think I've been anywhere even close. I just I'm really a Midwesterner, but uh,
3: you know, everyone, you be, everyone in California thinks Montana is the Midwest, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, yeah.
1: <laughs> so you may be familiar with this, but um, in the early Tony Hawk Pro skater games, there was you could there was all these different levels you could skate around on and a few like kind of hidden ones you unlocked. There was a hidden level you could unlock that was called Montana. And I don't remember which game it was in. Probably one or two. The you unlock the level and normally there, you know, like half pipes and all kinds of stuff in there. The Montana hidden level is just a single tree in the middle of a flat landscape. <laughs>
3: and that is the entire thing. And no you can do way. almost
1: nothing in it no if way. you choose to skate
3: in it. <laughs> Dude, that's ridiculous. I never, I didn't know that. That's amazing. For, used for the, the entirety of my Hawk.
1: life, when people mention the state of Montana, that's my only frame of reference I have. <laughs> it's the emptiness of the Tony Hawk level.
3: And I'm like, I feel so bad for the people there. <laughs> that's so awesome. I, yeah, I'm going to just keep telling everybody that so nobody moves there. They have too many. There you go. Yeah, I, everyone listening, it is—it's a, a shit with one tree. <laughs>
0: That's, That's it. That's it. it.
3: <laughs> Don't bother taking your skateboard either; it's useless. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All
1: right, I'll get down to the to the last couple here. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip a few of these guys. Um, so, <laughs> um we talked about some collaborations on the album and whatnot. Is there a a? We have also talked about. You're checking off a lot of good bucket list bands, not just to see, but to actually play alongside, which is really cool. Do you have a dream collaboration that's on your checklist somewhere in my career? I, I'm going to work with this person or this artist.
3: You know, there's so many bands that are like way bigger than us that would probably never you know, really work with us. But I think as we're kind of growing, you'll maybe we'll see more people interested. But it's funny because we, we have been with the label trying to figure out that the label loves collabs, to be honest, mm-hmm. and, and uh, yeah. You know if they have the power to kind of show people our music and and if a or band likes it and wants to work with it it's like hey dude man like if it makes a song better let's try it out um so we've been trying to chase these like dream collabs to be honest with you dude i mean and one of them that was like the most crazy idea ever our drummer plays in the kyle Gas band so i was like dude what if we could get jack and
2: kyle on a song oh my like, god oh man, oh, man. That'd be, that would be vibe. awesome And the
3: next single it's coming out like i mean we'll probably collab with a different artist. But man, that was my dream collab for that song. And I had like the melody in the beginning. I can imagine Jack's voice like oh uh, like <laughs> and, and and like, yeah, I don't know. I had a whole I had a whole music video concept <laughs> I wrote because he's got Linsky <laughs> games going. On, and he'd be like the, the king gamer. And like, I don't know, I had a whole idea. But oh, this yeah. he's like next level, you know, star that would just be you know, unreachable. But that and like we'll I promote that. <laughs> It might not be, you know, it's funny how many people might not love Aerosmith, but as a little kid, like growing up, he was always, Steven Tyler was always the iconic front man to me. Like you couldn't be a cooler front man in my eyes, you know, he was just yeah. sick. So and I mean, maybe not like my favorite voice stuff. There's so many great voices out there and I love his voice, but I mean, dude, collab with anyone like that would be so awesome. I mean, and there's so many, I don't know, dude, I wish I could do a song. <laughs> with Chris Cornell yeah. or something, dude. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah like yeah. some in peace petty I, we've lost so many good ones dude it's just yeah
1: uh, i know dan could probably come up with there's a, a label mate of you is that loves to collaborate and guest on people's <laughs> songs
2: and i'm I, well. I, I actually named my my son after Jacoby. and uh, oh yeah Shaddocks. not entirely after we're i'm just gonna claim it though yeah his name is <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's awesome. and uh
3: yeah, yeah no it, uh honestly like that was another dude that um was on like the top of the list like i'll be honest like we it was that you know him and hollywood undead we're like who who would crush this for the glory bridge you know um and really he's just i love jacoby man he's got i've never met the dude but he's got just one of those iconic voices that uh, has like lived on through decades and and you every time you hear him on the radio it's like you know right away like oh that's jacoby's voice you know i love Mm -hmm. when you find a singer like that when it's just like you get the song and it's like oh i know this band within like two seconds because the guy's got this timbre to his voice that just like stands out and he's got one of those so um you know when you can find a unique singer like that like a chris cornell and like a you know stuff like that it's just it's just something you can't really replicate so when you can get someone to collab like with their voice they're willing to do that you know we got a lot more songs to write in the future so i think you know there's definitely room to work with a lot of people but, uh, <laughs>
1: I'm going to go yeah. on record right now and say that that one's just a matter of time. I think that that yeah. one's happening yeah, so, sooner, sooner yeah. than later. I, I yeah, think it will for you awesome, guys. Man.
2: I feel like it's yeah. better noise's intent to put him on every single one of their artists' uh, album yeah. at some point, <laughs> <laughs> and it works. It, it yeah. works basically every time. And, like, and every movie stuff.
3: probably too. Probably. It's yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, exactly. you guys
1: are destined to 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 <laughs> coincide at some point.
3: So. Hopefully, <laughs> we'll see.
1: Last one here, because and then uh, then we'll have you kind of. Well, will let you get on your way. You just announced a big tour, so I don't want to take anything away from that. But beyond that, and all these other artists that you're you're doing these festivals and whatnot with, have you ever considered a particular dream tour that you guys would love to be on?
3: Oh yeah, man, for sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of them, dude. Um, you know, I I would love to go out with bring me you know asking alexander he just got signed i mean both those are kick-ass live bands i think we have a lot of the same fan base um even after seeing you know i've seen five finger a few times it's just like their shows are so freaking epic man it's just uh you know being able to play on a stage that big would just be be so awesome um i mean the, the roster on better noise is so sick that's what's just so awesome about being on with a great label like this is because they've always been that label that kind of packages their bands together and they do a lot of really huge cool rock tours and bring up the smaller bands with some of the bigger ones and stuff. And I've seen so many of those packages. It's like, honestly, like even the ones we're going out on, like uh, even after POD, we've got another one we haven't announced yet, but like, they're all just, they're all really dream tours for us, man. Like yes, <laughs> like yeah. really, we couldn't even imagine, like, you know, a couple years ago, couldn't even imagine like having a six months of shows booked. It's just unreal. So uh, all of these are dream tours, to be honest with you.
1: That's fantastic, yeah. And and so you guys, uh, for listeners, in case we haven't made that clear enough, you guys just announced actually yesterday before. Yeah, we're we're, we're happy to, to have you today um, <laughs> <Yeah>. instead of <laughs> instead of two days ago. Uh, you just announced a tour with From Ashes to New and Sleep Signals, and then and then the headliner Pod, who is doing a twenty year celebration of their album Satellite. So we'll let let you sell it. Where where can people find more information about that? Because we want we want people to go see your show, and I'm sure oh, you yeah, man.
3: Too um i mean you, you can find us on instagram youtube facebook it's just all good things rock we've got all the links there you can buy the tickets at payable on death.com right now um they're only doing the vip um pre-sale i'm not sure exactly when this pod's gonna air but uh coming this friday you're gonna have tickets on sale and you can go on and buy tickets there um but nice. yeah man it's gonna be super fun uh 20th year anniversary of satellite which is an album i had you know when i was growing up and learning how to play guitar and uh just unreal to be a part of this package, man. I can't wait. And I'm um, just grateful that they're having us along for the ride. It's going to be awesome.
1: I'm looking through the tour dates right now, just to see if they happen. Unfortunately, you still don't get Montana on there.
3: We're not hitting the, we're not hitting the Northwest at all. I'm kind of bummed. <laughs> no. but, but it's kind of funny because yesterday we just booked a show in Montana. Um, Cause <laughs> we the coming. There you go. Yeah. Well, the, the first show we played was the whiskey in, in Hollywood tech. And then we did, my uh, actually in-laws brewery in helena montana where i actually kind of grew up bartending oh, cool. we, it, when i moved away they bu- built this giant awesome brewery and have this big <laughs> ass stage they brought in and we played with smash mouth like uh that was like our second show and then we went into quarantine and we did like 12 live streams and uh <laughs> we just got asked if we come back and play the same brewery uh, in like a month and we're like it'd be hilarious if our second and third show we're in Montana at the same time in my <laughs> yeah. hometown of Helena, Montana. I was like, it'd be kind of amazing. And also we're going to be playing like a 30 minute set for this whole POD tour. And I'm not sure about the following or the festival shows, but they're going to be pretty short sets. And they want us to play like a 60 or 90 minute up in Montana. And like anytime we're able to play like an hour or so, I mean, it's super exciting and it's an, a, a way to test the uh, all the new songs in front of a, a yeah. live audience. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I want to rotate like the set almost every night or at least get a few different sets where we can play for people. And, um, that's a way to just run through the whole catalog in one, sh- in one show and, uh, you know, just see what, see what works. But yeah, we'll be announcing that one pretty soon. Um, in, in my old hometown, it's also a free show too. So it might be kind of cool for, for people to check out. Also, it's pretty sweet just for, for me it's just my my aunt and a couple friends back home were like dude they're playing your song on our local radio station in, in helena montana like where i grew up and the, yeah the fact that that song reached reached my hometown without any connection to me being from there i was like oh that's such a cool thing so it'll be cool nice. to go back and see if uh see if any people kind of you know are catching on to all good things and have have heard of the band since our show there a couple years ago nice.
2: Awesome. Nice. well we wish you the best on that that's for sure
3: Thanks, man. appreciate it. Yeah, it'll be a good warm-up. We're calling it the warm-up show before the uh, the chaos
2: (laughs) starts. There (laughs) There you go. A lot of
3: dates, man. It's going to be a really busy uh, late summer, fall. I can't wait. (laughs) And you guys are... uh, I mean, we're playing in St. Louis, I think, on this tour, I believe. We have a lot of dates thrown at us. If it's not this tour, we definitely have one on the following tour. So we'll hopefully uh, get to meet in person and uh, get to hang out. Yeah,
1: you guys are coming through St. Louis and Chicago, so one way or the other...
3: All right, now, I think we're hitting them on both tours then. So we'll be able to hang out a couple times, I think. So awesome. Nice. A lot more dates we haven't released yet too. So we're going to be a busy band. This is coming in a few months.
2: Yeah. If you're coming through St. Louis, I'll be sure to hit up security and, and tell them that we know you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but Dan, thanks so much for joining us. We're having a great time for the last hour. Uh, hearing about your work and all good things and all the good things that are coming along the way.
3: So. <laughs> Thanks, man. appreciate <laughs> it. I Thank like you what you did much. there, too. That was uh, very great. <laughs> If uh, that wasn't
1: if that wasn't something everybody's done already, it will that, be soon. So did it in
3: a unique way where it actually was something special. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, but no, man, I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure hanging with you guys. It's, uh, <laughs> thank you. It's been fun thank just hanging and chatting with you. We also hung out for like 20 minutes before we started recording, too. So Yeah.
1: <laughs> we like to make people feel at home. So Hell
3: yeah, man. So, yeah, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you uh, chatting about the band. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at a show here in St. Louis. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's right.
0: That was our interview with Dan Murphy of all good things and all a great interview. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a cool guy. Yes.
1: Everybody we've spoken with so far has been so cool and chill. And I appreciate that, that they're willing to give us a lot of grace whenever those issues pop up. And also they're just
2: we had a lot of fun. There was a lot of laughing during this interview. There was. And indeed. my favorite part is like, you know, cause we laugh a lot too and we're very loud laughers. And, I know I'd like, yeah, away I'm sorry. From this mic. I I'll <laughs> apologize
0: to all of our listeners in advance,
2: ah. <laughs> but that's, what's funny is like, you know, when they're laughing along with you, just as loud, it's reassuring, you know, you're like, Oh, okay. That was funny. Good. All right, cool. <laughs> it's good to make people laugh. So it's not just this mechanical information interview, you know, uh, it was, it was great. He, one of the things I really liked that was able to elaborate on is just the chemistry that they have with the writing process and, and just the chemistry within the band that they have, even though. You know, they've been playing music for a while, but they really haven't had the idea or been coined a band for quite that long. Yeah, I'll be very interested whenever this album comes
1: out to kind of see that transition from their previous work into what this is. And I'm hyped for the album even more so after this conversation. I mean, for one, just that Hiro the Hero, that dude's been on a roll lately and he's been having a lot of great artists collaborate on his tracks. And now here he is spreading the wealth to another up-and-coming artist as well. And so he him being the veteran in this in
2: this case, the like industry yeah. veteran, he's a good dude to have on your track. Yeah, and that was a great story, too, about how that came to be. So I definitely appreciate getting some insight. And then just getting more information and tidbits about the album is really exciting because uh, there's a lot of uh, hype around this, rightfully so. I mean, their, their music that they've been put out is great, but it's not really, as he kind of said, it's not really their full-length, album like it's he feels like this is kind of the band's first album that they put out yeah will be their first album that they
0: put out and that that was another thing that i kind of thought was interesting is they're just wanting to know how fans are going to react to their music which i i think is kind of funny overall because fans are going to react regardless regardless of what it is so yeah you can tell that like
2: you know somebody who's been doing this for so long has probably heard every stupid ass comment in the book has been called every name under the sun uh, you know so i think that when you're first coming off you know you want to make that good impression you want to get that that positive feedback because you know he said in a couple of interviews that those negative ones just stick with you but i think that it's also because they're so young they're so new to this whole being a band process that yeah they're they feel like they're putting themselves out on a limb and i think that's why it may be Hurts more when you get those negative comments. Yeah, it's
1: true. I, I will say that I think they're going to be
2: a fantastic
1: support act for POD and for Mashes yeah. to New. Yeah, I think um, I mean, POD has always been known, even since Satellite being that like the peak of their like mainstream popularity. They've always been known as a great live show. And for Mashes to New also has a good reputation there. And I think that these guys being that so much of their music really is this like hype anthem kind of music. I think they're going to get that blood flowing real, real well. No shade to, uh, to Sleep Signals either, who will be also on that bill and then playing presumably before all good things. So I think you'll have a nice amplifying level of energy throughout that night. Yeah. And we are definitely excited to see them. We also yeah, like to uh, exactly. steer the course of fate for these bands anytime we get a chance to we, we have made it one of our missions that we're going to figure out a way to get skin dread back to the u.s and or at least promote that and bug other people to do it we uh <laughs> it made a future prediction that saul will have some motown on a future record <laughs> and i really hope that that happens and for these guys i think i've got i've actually got two one of them we talked about in their interview and, and i really do believe that jacoby Shaddock's Yes. On and all good things song will happen sooner than later. I'm going to give it three years tops before it happens. Yeah, if that, if that, if, if that. Yeah. If I got
2: like I say in the interview, and you know, I I fully believe this. Like I think it is Better Noise's intent to have him on every single one of their artists yeah. uh, album at some point.
1: Yeah, and every album that we hear that that happens on is better for it. It's not a bad thing by any means. Here's the other one. We he talked about being a big hockey fan, and yeah. so and he also talked he talked about. Uh, playing Gloria when they come to St. Louis, yes. which would, which be fantastic. If yeah. I mean, if, if Dan, if you listen to this and you do that, like we'll give you like four shirts. I don't know. I'll find you a hoodie or something, <laughs> like it, whatever. Like that would, we, we would find that fantastic and you will endear yourself to St. Louis forever. But yeah. I think that all good things needs to be the band that officially pens an anthem for a team. I feel like they need to be like, like the Rangers need an official theme and these guys need to be the guys that do it. Yeah. That would, I
2: mean, that, I think it's time
1: to start pestering the New York Rangers.
2: I think that any <laughs> team would be blessed to have them as their official band. I, I don't know if that would be a good decision on all good things as part at this point, because I think that they're headed for much bigger things at this point. Yeah. Hey, it's all part of the picture. And I'm sure that they would be geeking out about it. And so that's a lot of fun right there. I'm sure Dan would geek out about it. I don't know if the entire band is all hockey fans. <laughs> well, we'll have to That's talk true. to them later and find out. There exactly. we go. Yeah.
1: We know a couple of them are anyway. So, <laughs> so I'm going to put that on their future ledger that these guys will will have a theme song that is officially for a team or maybe just for the NHL in general. Why not? Yeah. Let's go big. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> They're already partway there with their playoff songs and everything.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, thank you very much to Dan Murphy. We had a great time with you and we are excited about the album and the tour. Ready to see and hear more from you guys. The future looks really bright and uh, and we'll be there for that ride. Well, thank you very
2: much for listening to the Itch podcast. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, rock on. If you enjoyed what you heard
0: in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We've got plenty of links in the show notes to continue the conversation, including the episode's playlist. And you can interact with
2: us on Twitter, Facebook, or through Gmail and itchrocks.com, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.